state of michigan podcasting across the world and beyond across the world and beyond it's the easy speak and speakeasy 330 podcast a podcast that will go in depth on local and national news ranging from sports to beer and barbecue we've got you covered get ready for ain't my money not my problem where we'll make the picks you make the money Now, go grab your favorite beverage, sit back, and join Tom, Rich, JP, a.k.a. The Giant, and Drew. It's showtime. Good evening, everybody. It's Saturday night in the speakeasy. My name is Tom. Uh, Thank you for tuning in tonight. Uh, we got a special show for you. First time ever on the Easy Speak, we're doing a giveaway. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that one. We're going to give away a couple Lions tickets for the August 11th preseason game against the Giants. And uh, that'll come in the form of a trivia question that we'll give you guys later on. Um, but we're going to talk a little Jim Harbaugh, four-game suspension. Um, we've got a Buckeye in the house. We've got a, a big Michigan fans here. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, the differences of opinions on that one. Uh, was it fair? We'll see. Uh, MLB trade deadline coming up on Tuesday. Big trade are, just took place within the last hour with Max Scherzer. We'll talk about that. Um, Justin Herbert gets p- paid. Uh, how's that going to affect some of the other quarterbacks that uh, are looking up uh, contract coming up soon? So we'll see what that does. Uh, and we're going to continue our fantasy football preview series. This week, we're going to go over the top defenses. Without further ado, I'm going to bring in my good buddy, Rich Jasper. What's up, bub? Hey, Tommy. How you doing? It's a beautiful day here. Of course, it was uh, windy all day long, and then we go to record live, and there's no wind. It's beautiful. There's no there's no <laughs> wind, and the train comes ripping through. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As soon as I go live, you can hear the train. So it should yeah. be a fun one. For sure. JP, what's up, bud? What's going on? Saturday night in the speakeasy. Should be fun. Yep. Looking forward to uh, have a little bantering. This show is brought to you by uh, Coors Latte. We've got the uh, the Coors Light and the Lagunitas Hockey Water. That stuff's pretty good, actually. It tastes, <laughs> tastes almost like a seltzer. It, yeah. it, it does. And then I have my uh, very vanilla candle, as we'll call it. Uh, oh, there. Look at you. Know, you, know, set the, you know, set the mood, you know. I'll I don't have... You. I don't have my, uh, you know, my McCarthy and my uh, Robinson and Larry Foot jerseys <laughs> behind me, so I just got to deal yeah. with candle, candles and uh, blank walls. So, hey, and yeah. you're a loose, you're a little loosened up. So if an accidental fart slips, then you, you're covered. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> yeah, that way everybody's uh, everybody's cool. Yeah, so, they're all good. It, it, it wouldn't be an easy speak podcast if it wasn't for JP bringing up a little uh, flatulence. <laughs> yeah, Tim. <laughs> A resident Buckeye in the house. What's up, buddy? How's it going, guys? I'm excited yeah. for today's episode. Can't wait to dig into that scumbag from Ann Arbor. So. Oh. Oh. Man, well, you know what? With that being yeah. said, we're uh, we're going to get right into it. Jim Harbaugh, four-game suspension. Um, I call it Cheeseburger Gate. Uh, other people in this room with me uh, seem to disagree. But uh, nonetheless, he gets a four-game suspension. Sharon Moore and um, Grant Newsom each get one-game suspension. So, um, Tim, I'll start with you. You're kind of the the odd man out here on, in this group. Uh, you're the the Buckeye fan, and um, you know what? What's your opinion of the suspension? And do you think it the punishment fit the crime? I think the suspect the reasoning for the suspension is legitimate. It shouldn't apply to the NCAA in the first place. So 
And, you know, yeah, he, nobody does that. Him, him himself made it a level one. If he would have just yeah. admitted to all the violations, which were level two, there would have been no suspension. But the fact he was under investigation for these violations anyways is a bunch of bullshit, you know? I hate defending yeah. Jim Harbaugh, but, I mean, they're talking about practicing and uh, contacting prospects via text message. Like, who fucking cares? There's a lot worse going on, you know? And at the end of the day, what elite school's not cheating? <laughs> and these are very minor violations to be investigating. <laughs> uh, Rich, do you... Uh, we were texting back and forth earlier. Do you, you feel like... Uh, this is a situation where the NCAA is being very petty, or is it warranted? Well, yeah, I, they're being petty. <clears throat> I think that the the does the punishment fit the crime? No, I mean let's let's be real here. Um, did he make a did he violate for sure? Yeah, you're not supposed to be you know doing any type of meetings with recruits uh, during the COVID time where it was considered the dead period. Uh, you know, shouldn't be texting players. You know, he knew he knows the rules. This is not his, it's not his first time around, right? Maybe watching some Zoom and stuff like that. Uh, the restaurants open back up. He just happens to show up, up at the Brown Jug and buys a couple burgers and stuff like that. But you know, that's all level two stuff, which would have been very, very minor. But you know, they're they're saying that he he lied and tried to cover it up. But you know, I think he was quoted as saying, "I don't recall." what you're saying. And so I don't really consider if I don't recall something, it doesn't mean I'm lying. It's just, you know, I don't recall the guy probably interacts with, you know, hundreds of people a day. I don't think, you know, he remembers every single thing that he talks about. And if you look at the guy, you know, during the media time, you know, the, the media that they had, he's, we all, he's a space cadet. I mean, you know, he, he is what he is. I mean, he's a space cadet and, uh, very far out there, but the, like the punishment doesn't fit the crime. I think four games is, is crazy, but you know, and you know, you look at some other things where they were penalized less, you know, you look at, um, I mean, not, not necessarily, not necessarily football, but basketball, you know, Penny Hardaway had some recruiting violations too. And he served a three game suspension, even though he appealed it, but he still served a three game suspension because Memphis is like, you're going to serve it. So. Well, JP, you're a resident uh, Michigan insider, we'll say. Um, well, he's not an insider, but he's right. just very he's knowledgeable. An expert. We'll call him an expert here. Um, That's better. What, um, what was your take on, on the overall punishment? And uh, second part to the question, it looks like Mike Hart will probably assume the head coaching role. Um, what is that going to do for his experience level? Yeah, well, uh, they were obviously turned in by uh, – former recruiting analyst or coordinator, obviously a hater. Uh, the penalties, you know, we all agree, kind of stupid. Uh, I mean, I guess if you're lying to the NCAA, there wasn't nothing egregious. There was no direct payments made to players. Uh, nobody bought a Rolls Royce for anybody. It was only a cheeseburger, guys. Calm down. Uh, it's all good. Uh, but anyway, no yeah, so, yeah, so Mike Hart, he's – obviously an assistant head coach on the team, probably a future head coach real soon. Um, you you got to keep them in there for the four games for the continuity. I mean, they're playing nobody. I mean, you're not really worried about Jim Harbaugh not being on the sidelines in the first four games. I think any one of us could probably coach the team and probably win at least the first three. You know what yeah, I mean? So uh, it's not no harm, no foul. Uh, he, he he hasn't really talked much about it. He just said nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, I think we all like cheeseburgers anyway. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you got you got to die on a hill that you love, I guess you know. Yeah, and you know, sure. I'll tell you right now. I, I've been to the Brown Jug. Their hamburgers are pretty good. I just yeah, wonder okay. if he made if he made them drink whole milk with their cheeseburgers, <laughs> or if um, they wore cleats to the meeting. <laughs> I bet they did. I bet they did. Yeah. So I'm going to cue something up here. This is very interesting. Uh, uh, Paul Feinbaum, a very outspoken uh, analyst, SECville, uh, not a big fan of Jim Harbaugh. So this this is pretty shocking. I, the number of times I've asked you questions about Jim Harbaugh, I can't even count them anymore. What do you think of this one? Uh, let's start with the NCAA. It, it's it's beyond a clown show, Greeny. It is a clown show. And the fact that, that they would sanction him for this uh, is really beyond the pale. I mean, essentially, 
he he's accused of buying somebody a hamburger and then not telling the truth about it. I mean, I, I Greeny, don't eject me out of my seat here, but but I'm starting to respect Jim Harbaugh for for standing firm and, and refusing to go down the NCAA's path. This could have been over with a long time ago, but Harbaugh would not admit he lied. Uh, and, and, and because the NCAA is so backwards and so antediluvian, uh, they, they ended up with, with this agreement. Uh, in the end, the NCAA has no jurisdiction over anyone or anybody, and, and they can't push to things too far because the, uh, the schools will take them to court and the NCAA maybe will lose. But in the end, uh, I, I think Jim Harbaugh looks really good here, and this might be my final broadcast ever uh, on this earth. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. I, I saw that and I couldn't believe he is probably uh, Jim Harbaugh hater number one. Dude, he's a bigger hater than Tim, so that says a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's huge. He, he definitely you know, yeah. was. Hey, you know, you know, he didn't sleep well that night after t- uh, after talking about that. He probably tossed and no. turned, going, "Man, he I can't believe I said that." Best. No, uh, no arousal so, there, right? Mm-mm. So Tim. <laughs> Tim, I think it's it's evident um, the the landscape of college football is 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 changing. I think we all agree there's only going to be a couple of super conferences. Um, is this maybe the NCAA's like kind of last ditch effort to, to remain some sort of control, or or is it, is this just um, ridiculous on every level? It's, I think it's a little bit of both. It's ridiculous the way the suspension happened, but it's them trying to control it and make a point to everybody else that there's still the power of the college football landscape. But within five years, I believe the NCAA is going to be no more. Yeah, I, I think that's a good estimation. And you do hear rumors already of, of more teams leaving. The Pac-12, Colorado being one of them, that's already confirmed. So um, I guess we'll quickly go around the table. Um, I and I'll stay with you, Tim. Is this going to hurt the program, yes or no? No. JJP said himself, any of us could go out there and uh, coach under the first four wins. I mean, you're playing Wayne Memorial, John Glenn, and Easter High, basically. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And if anything, it's going to fire the team up for their coach, and they're going to play harder and be harder to beat. So as, as a Buckeye, I really disagree with it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Rich, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I I think the consensus around the panel is going to be the same thing. I don't think it's going to affect the program one way or the other. Uh, I I do, however, think that it's just going to it's just going to add logs to that fire uh, that's been there all off season. So I, I think going forward, I think it's going to be throttled down. Hopefully, uh, and everybody they play, they don't let up. They just keep going. So, and and you agree, this is just. Uh, Par for the course, we'll say, JP. There's, whether oh, he's yeah. there or not, they're they're probably going to end up four and zero by the time he gets back. It's just just a clown show. He's been outspoken about the NCAA rules, and he's tested the boundaries with the satellite camps and other things that he's done. It almost looks like the NCAA was looking for the first slip up to try to pop him for something. So yeah, it's not like I said, nothing egregious, no harm, no foul. We'll be four and zero. We'll see you back in week five. And it, like you said, being turned in by somebody that worked for the program, that that makes it even more egregious, in my opinion. Yeah. But I want to give a shout out to uh, one of our followers, followers, Swanky Wolverine. Rich knows what I'm about to play. Yeah. This is such a crock of shit. Excuse me? No, I don't think I will. You're building a rat ship here. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. Hoo-ah. Oh, he's a great follower at Swanky Wolverine. Yeah, Swanky Wolverine is a great follow on Twitter. That's for sure. He he always yep. comes up with the uh, good stuff. I did ask him for permission to uh, to to play that clip. Yeah, he said absolutely. Just as long as you credit it, mm-hmm. and the, the credit goes to him, Swanky. Yeah, that's awesome. For letting us share it. He's um yep. he does a lot of like uh remixes and he does a lot of graphics too like you can uh, have your profile picture he'll make it into like a jersey or something he's really cool he's been doing that for quite some time so uh hey tim maybe you should follow him. him on twitter yeah <laughs> for sure uh we might, moving cha- on we to might, the, we might change you moving on to the yeah. other uh part here <laughs> of big 10 talk ryan day was asked 
in Big Ten Media Day what his opinion of the big game. Should it be moved um, earlier in the season um, or kept keep it where it's at? It would be interesting to hear what his response was. I think, yeah, I think we, we should, I think it's worth a long discussion about where that game should be, should be placed. You know, I think if, if it was the same way as it was this past year, we'd be playing back-to-back games and then who knows, maybe even playing again in the playoffs. So um, I just think that needs to be taken into consideration. Not that we shouldn't move it, but I think it's worth talking about. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, it's um, you know the game could not you know have an impact on you know a whole bunch in terms of if both teams are, are in the Big Ten playoff, our Big Ten championship game already, you know, then you know could it minimize the game? That that's my concern. Even if you played it, you know, week eleven, week ten, no matter what, it's going to matter. Um, but but if you know you're playing in them in the in the Big Ten championship game already, you know it, it could be something that we haven't experienced before. Before that's all. Um, so I, again, I think it's worth a discussion. It is. I think. So Tim, being the, the the lone Buckeye of the group here, I'll start with you. Uh, what's your opinion as far as where the game is played schedule wise? Would you like to see it moved? I think you should worry about winning the fucking game before you worry about the game being moved. Oh, wow, that's a little druism there. <laughs> but, I mean, he's right to a point, you know, even as fans, it'd be fun to see it back-to-back weeks. But at the same time, they waste so much energy into the first game where they bring the same energy back-to-back weeks. So I do believe it needs to be moved up maybe a little bit. Maybe we'll make it a week zero game. Make week zero mean something. Mm. Uh, Rich? Do you like it where it's at, or would you see it being moved? You know, I I wrote I wrote some notes down here, and my thought on this is the only reason why somebody would want that game moved up is because they don't want it they don't want to lose the last week of the year, and then it could affect their rankings, right? And he'd rather have that loss earlier in the season and recover and have it late in the season. That's really what it boils down to. I, I, it has nothing to do with playing you back to back. Nothing to do with that. It's it's the sole fact is that he's like, well, you know, if uh, you know, if you lose a game in, in week five, it's easier to recover from a statistical because then you could go and try to blow out every team after that, right? So, JP, what are your thoughts? See, I'm not a big traditionalist because college football isn't tradition anymore. Uh, they could play the game one, five, six, ten, twelve. Uh, I, I'd even like to see them play at night at some point in my life. I think that'd be pretty epic. Wow! Uh, so they can move the game wherever. Uh, I think if you're good, if you're if you're good, you're good, and then you got to beat the top dogs. So if you want to beat the top dogs, then beat the top dogs. If you want to be the top dogs, I should say beat the top dogs. Beat them twice in a row. Beat them three times in a row. Yeah, and and in two, I think maybe Ryan Day would perhaps like to play earlier in the season that way there's less of an opportunity for injury um, yeah which come into play but irregardless i mean if if what was it back in 09 when michigan ohio state played they were one and two and theoretically they should have played each other in the next uh the pcs still based on schedule and all that and uh, i would have been all for that even last year i would have been all for it yeah two best teams and I think ultimately that's that's the, the best approach. And um, I don't see them moving it. I just think that this is the best rivalry in all of sports. And I, I, I don't see yeah. them messing that messing around with it. So I think you're um, gonna see them play you're gonna see them play a couple times in a row for a while though. But that's okay. Well, I mean, yeah, USC comes into play. We'll see. You know, I, I don't think USC's yeah. on their level yet. I think they'll yeah, be a we'll solid see. number two, one A, one B. Yeah, we're yeah. going to find out real quick starting next year. And that's, that, that's going to be yeah. awesome. Yeah, Raj. Um, so we're going to move on to the uh, MLB trade deadline here. We got some big name. It was moved today, just a little while ago, as I mentioned pre-show. 
Um, and we are going to start with some breaking news. Are we? Max Scherzer, just before we went live, sources are saying he will accept a uh, opt out or he'll accept the, um, he'll waive his no trade, we'll say, to go to Texas. And JP, you were mentioning early what the return is. Talk a, bit, a little bit about it. Yeah, so it sounds like uh, they're getting Acuna Jr., the, uh, Ronald Acuna's younger brother. He's the third best prospect in the Texas organization, which is a pretty good organization. Uh, and, and to me, it's impressive for the Mets to get any kind of return for a pitcher who's 39. He's on his last year of his deal. Probably not going to get him back next year. Uh, looks like the Mets are kind of going into rebuild mode. Corey, yeah. Probably going to lose. Probably going to get rid of Verlander too here at some point. Uh, they're looking looking like they're trying to build around uh, Pete Alonso and Lindor and them guys and get rid of some of the old goats that they're paying all that money to. Verlander's I, slated to pitch tomorrow, so that'll be a really good indicator. If if all of a sudden it gets pulled, you know that there's something in the works. Go ahead, Rich. Right. Yeah, I, I mean. Uh, I mean, they put it at was it three hundred and sixty-five million dollars, roughly, in their in their yeah. side for this year. Uh, I think they are just hardcore sellers. I wouldn't be surprised if you see a Lindor go, or you see even uh, even Alonzo go. I think they're they're like, hey, you know what? We tried to give it a run. We we just fell short, and I think they're going to go into a into a full blown rebuild. Yep. I mean, when <laughs> you make that big splash the last couple off seasons, and you're yeah. you're just not getting these results, that's, you know, that's not good for business. And, and um, I was watching MLB earlier today and they asked uh, their opinions on Verlander and, and indications were that he would not be traded. Um, I'll be interested to see if, if they do get an offer, it'll be, it'll cost them a lot. Cause isn't he making like something like 38 something million per year for the next two years. So that that's going to yeah. be a tough contract to move. Um, Rich, we'll um, ask you. Uh, Tigers had a nice win today. They prior to today they lost four in a row. They've just looked really deflated after that series against Anaheim or Los Angeles. Um, yeah. Do, do you see any movement uh, between them? Uh, any players possibly won't be with this team come next Tuesday? Yeah, I, I, I think, I think, you know, we're still in the process of a building. You know, I mean. Let's face it, you know, Harris got yep. dumped a big, huge turd, and he's mm -hmm. trying to make the best what he could. And Ate right now, kudos to A.J. Hinch. The guy is fielding a baseball team of minor league, triple-A uh, and double-A baseball players. Yeah. Um, realistically, I think right now, at, at times, there's flashes of good when you see Torkelson hitting the ball hard. Uh, you see Riley Green back in the lineup hitting the ball hard. And uh, doing his thing, some of the guys that are surprising me, you know, McKinstry is surprising me um, day in and day out. But do they just need to? I mean, yeah, he was a great feel good story two years ago. I think it's time we move on from that. Um, the two guys I really see moving, I would not be surprised if Erod is gone, Eduardo Rodriguez, and uh, Lorenz is gone. I think, um, I think those are two guys that might help a team that's making a push for the playoffs and they're on a relatively cheap side. Um, I'm not sure what the return would be with those two guys. Uh, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you see a, you know, Alec Lane gone, you know, I, I, you know, there might be somebody might take a flyer on him. I mean, we're all crossing our fingers. The guy, he's like the, uh, the Phil Coke of, of years past <laughs> when every time. Don't like turn to Phil Coke's name. Dude, every time Phil Coke got in there, I mean, his his uh, bull run out to the uh, to the mound. Uh, you know, every what time. What about he, Todd I, Jones? Oh, I'll take Todd Jones over Phil Coke. <laughs> Phil Coke <laughs> was like, it's like it, 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 Phil Coke is like one of two things. It's either it's going to be awesome, or yeah. it's like fuck. You know, it'd be right. the, the first. You know, so I, I do see some on the pitching side. I see going. I mean, from the positional side. I really don't see much movement around there. Um, 
I mean, I'd love to see him dump Javi Baez's contract, but nobody wants that. I, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd love to see it. I mean, you know, at this, at this point right now of coming close to July 31st, the deadline, we're not, even though we're in the central and the central is an, I mean, we've all agreed on previous shows that the central is just an absolute dumpster fire. And, yeah. you know, you know, we're not far out, but you know what? I would rather not make the playoffs than make the playoffs and get absolutely embarrassed. I mean, I would rather just be like, eh, you know what? Next year, let's, you know, keep charging. But that's my take on it. I see those two guys probably being dealt. Um, th- it really, it all depends on if, um, uh, you know, what comes in return. I see, and Corey posted up there about uh, Scooble. You know what? If you could get a good haul for him, I would do it. I honestly would. I think if you can get a good, uh, if you can get a good haul for Scooble, I think that's something that I would definitely entertain. It's interesting. He mentions Coley. Um, you know, he is a good innings guy. You know, that that setup guy. He's been pretty yeah. good. Um, Tim, do you see any situation where the Tigers aren't sellers here, and and do you think that uh, there'll be some players on the move? I, I believe they're going to sell now. They have to. They have no chance to win the division. And if they don't start making improvements, they're going to set themselves back even several more years. Uh, Rich said, you know, trying to get rid of Javi. I would go all costs. Hey, you want Scooble? You got to take Javi. Sorry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to package well, Javi yeah. into somebody. I mean, Scott Harris has, has come from two organizations that that are pretty good. So he's, he's got a, a good pedigree when it comes to that. Unfor- Unfortunately, the Raiders aren't in Major League Baseball, so nobody's <laughs> taking Javi. That's true. That's true. I know. And, uh, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to go over a couple uh, deals that have already been done, but first this. Let that linger in the hitter's eyes. Here it comes. That's just what he did, and he got a swing and a miss from Correa to get out of the inning. Oh, Joe. Joe Kelly strutting his way off after an interesting inning. All right, so the benches have cleared, and we'll do our best to maintain social distancing while still sending a message. Yes, Rich, your boy, your boy, uh, Joe Kelly, going back to the Dodgers. What do you think about that one? Dude, I tell you right now, by far, out of <laughs> out of every pitcher in the Major League Baseball, he is by far my favorite pitcher <laughs> because of that specific thing. You know, that just came out of you know trash can uh, trash can gate. You should with, have. Uh, uh, you should have wore your T-shirt, Rich. I. You know what? I. I should have. I didn't have time to look for it. It's probably still in a box somewhere. But, dude, let me tell you something. He went in there, and absolutely clowned before him. Before Correa it was Bregman, threw him right at his head. Bregman kind of looked at him like deer in headlights. Then he threw a couple in on Correa. Correa's like, you know, what the hell is going on here? And then he's like, I think it was three. Out. I think it was three zero. He comes in, throws dart. Dart, dart, got him out, got him out, and that infamous look as he's the, walking off. It was the best. It was the, the John, best. the John Boy Media uh, version on YouTube of that oh. is great. Yeah, he's unfiltered. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that I mean, th- that's memorable. And, and yep. it, to to go back to the Dodgers, I know um, our good buddy Raj is a Dodger fan, and he was he was fired up to get him back, and um, so. Some notables here: the the Marlins just got David Robinson or uh, David Robertson, who's played with the the, the the White Sox. He's played with the Mets. He's played with the Yankees. He's kind of played all over the place. So um, that should be a good pickup for the Marlins. We'll see if they make any ground. They've kind of struggled after the All Star break. Um, uh, the big the big one for me was uh, Giolito going to uh, Anaheim or the Angels, I should say, and that pretty much shut the door of any uh, talk of Otani being uh, moved. So, JP, is it the right right thing for the the Angels deciding not to trade Otani? Or do they feel like they really have a legitimate chance at least at the wild card? Yeah, I, I think they have a legitimate chance. I, we, we've talked about them a little bit, and I think they have a legitimate squad. Um, I it's It's got – it would be hard to break ties with – 
probably a guy that's going to end up being one of the, if not the best player to ever play baseball. Uh, I'm sure that there's a lot of negotiations going on between the Angels and Otani's interpreter. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I wouldn't, you know, you got to try to keep the guy at all costs. Uh, as you've seen, when they came to Detroit here and swept our ass, they got some good, uh, good young talent. And uh, I think they're, they have a legitimate shot to get in this year. If, if they can hold on for another three to four weeks, they get Trout back for the, 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 the playoff push. That yeah. should really help them. Um, we mentioned. So hold on, hold on, before we go any further, who picked the Angels in the West? You, you, you oh, you that did. was rich. You did. Thank you, you Mr. Did. Jasper. Yeah. Thank you. I don't know Thank if they win the West. I think I think they got a chance at the at least the second wild card. I think they're what two or three. They lost. They've lost two in a row to uh, Toronto, so they may have slipped back. But there's still a long season to go. Um, and yeah. they're in the thick of it. They just got Giolito, which should help them. Um, already a halfway decent pitching staff. So, um, again, Scherzer's gone. We talked about Verlander. Uh, the interesting one here is Bellinger. Bellinger's been tearing the cover off the ball in Chicago. They've won seven in a row, uh, including last night's unbelievable finish in St. Louis. Who called that Talking out? with the uh, – robbing home run unbelievable so um my my question really uh tim cody bellinger mar nl mvp in 2019 kind of fell off the next couple of years this year he's kind of found himself again in chicago why would chicago even uh entertain the thought of moving him honestly i have no idea why they would entertain that you're in the mix to me that's a sign of you're showing your team you're giving up essentially and you're ready to move forward and start a rebuild. And I don't know why they would do that unless they know something we don't. Well, that NL wild card right now, uh, a half game separates one through four. So they're right there and, and they're right there in the mix for the NL Central. So it is interesting to me. And then um, JP Nolan Orinato, uh is a one of the big names you're hearing uh, potentially going to the Dodgers. You you talk to Nolan Oronado, he says he hasn't heard anything. There's no grumblings, which is always what they yeah. always say. It's, it's coach people say. Um, Nolan Oronado going to the Dodgers would, if not make them number one, at least the top two or three, would that be a good move for the Dodgers to make? Oh, absolutely. And they just, you've seen they just got Ahmed Rosario from, uh, from Cleveland there to shore up their shortstop. Uh, yeah. And, St. Louis is a team that's old at key positions and they need to get younger. So they, they're probably looking to get some value back in return for them because I, they're obviously out of it. You know what I mean? They're not making a push on, yeah. uh, you know, Goldschmidt over 35, Arenado's getting up there a little bit. Wainwright's 55, 60. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's, it's good on both sides. Uh, the Dodgers are making that late season push like they do every year. Um, if you can get Arenado, then look out for them. Yeah, I mean he's a he's a solid he's a beast. He's a solid player. You can hit his, yeah. his glove is. I think his glove is underrated. Fantastic yeah. over there at the the hot corner. One of the so, top ten hitters in Major League Baseball. Yeah, that'd be a that'd be a scary lineup. He goes over to L.A. So yeah, Freddie um, Freeman, Arenado. Yeah, no thanks, Mookie Betts. Man. Uh, forget about it. <laughs> yeah. Just give me Dodgers, uh, Braves, and the NL NLCS and uh, call it a day. Yeah. Uh, so the much. next couple of days are going to be pretty exciting. If you're a baseball fan, um, I think the, the temperature dropped a little bit once Otani came off the board. But nonetheless, it's always exciting. Tuesday will be fun. There'll be a lot of coverage leading up to that. So moving on to our next topic, Justin Herbert got paid. Five-year extension. Now he's the temporary uh, highest-paid salary in the NFL. Uh, it seems that lasts on average about three or four weeks. Jalen Hurts was the highest-paid. Now, um, now it's um, Justin Herbert. So obviously, Burrow is the next kind of chip to fall when it comes to contract talk. Unfortunately, he goes down with. Ah, 
my first block on Twitter. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> oh, wow. My Beauty. first block. <laughs> He's a chump. He's a chump. But, uh, and, I'm so and yes, happy. If, if you noticed um, earlier on the crawl, uh, we stand with Lexi. We uh, we here at the Easy Speak, uh, we're fighting a good fight for you. Screw those people that, that want to talk. So go follow her at uh, Go Blue Lexi One Seventeen and uh, show her your support. She's had a she's had a pretty rough uh, couple of days. We'll say. We'll All say. right, so Justin Herbert, let's go, Justin Herbert. Yeah, so Justin Herbert gets his money. Burroughs gets hurt. JP, how does that affect the the line now as far as um, his pay? Do you think it's just this is just a um, nah. Just a little blip in the radar. Yeah. Every time we see a quarterback get paid lately, it's the highest, highest and most richest contract. Uh, if you look at uh, Joe Burrow, he's five and two in the playoffs. He's already been to a Super Bowl. Uh, just for a little side note here, so C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, and uh, Jordan Love are all getting paid higher than Joe Burrow this year. So. Uh, you're expecting some big, big money from him come his negotiation. And also one that people aren't talking about is Tua's going to be up for another contract too. Yeah. And uh, I expect if he can stay healthy and that McDaniels, he was one of the top top quarter, top rated quarterbacks in the NFL last year when he was healthy. Well, I think, I think, but uh, if, if he stays healthy and he stays upright, he'll be one, that'll be one to watch this year. Yeah, as long as his head's receiver. as long as his head's not getting bounced like a basketball on the on the, on hey, the field. As long as it, as long as his head's in the right place, no pun yeah. intended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and here's a name that 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 I kind of thought, uh, Patrick Mahomes. He signed the huge deal a couple years ago. He's down, I think, eight or nine. Um, I have the list right here. Um, what? He's eighth. He's eighth highest paid quarterback. Uh, clearly, he's the best quarterback in the nfl uh rich do you think it's a situation uh, where mahomes approaches kansas city and says um show me some love let me get some more money no i'll be honest with you because his deal if i'm not mistaken his deal is very backloaded on it yeah. i think you know he takes lower less or whatever and then it just kind of grows into it so but i think that if something were to happen where he was to get caught or something like that then that money would be pretty much fully guaranteed out you know if you look at herbert i mean he's 52 52.5 million a year that's a lot of it's a, it's a lot of cheddar and oh, it's yeah, that, yeah. you know in the guarantees or whatever it's like 193 million 133 in, uh, well it says in, in all in incentive bonuses everything like that yeah. guaranteed at 193 but yeah fully guaranteed 133 million it's, hmm. yes that's, uh, that's nothing to laugh about for sure no I'll take um, it. Tim, your, your oh, boy, CJ yeah. Stroud. CJ Stroud, kind of kind of a unique situation. He gets the whole contract right up front. Yep. What do you think about that? All four years, 100%. I, I mean, I don't know. Man. I, I don't know what Houston's doing. Guys never played a preseason game, and you're giving him $36 million. That's the Ohio State negotiation because That's, he knows that their success rate is about fifteen percent in the NFL. I, I think he's about to reset the market with that right there. Well, I mean, when you can't beat Michigan, yeah, of course they're just going to pay you up front because they don't want that lag yeah. behind, right? Yeah, but right. what if they cut him in two years? What if he gets a career-ending injury or something? Or yeah, I don't. Hey, how about just sucks as a quarterback? Or just sucks kudos, as a kudos to him though for getting his money yes. up front. That is one hundred. Whoever did that deal for him, he should get at least twenty percent. Two BJ's. That's the Ohio State knowledge. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Uh, with that, with hey, that, his, his mom probably negotiated that contract. With that, we'll go around real quick. Uh, JP, do you think that will start a trend? You think more players will will want a contract like that? Yeah, I mean, you they can want it. Uh, whether or not you know the NFL, whether or not they're going to get it, but uh. Who knows, man? That's the first of Houston's a desperate organization. I don't think a lot of organizations are as desperate as Houston. <laughs> um, so I don't think that's going to be a trend that you're going to see too often. But I think that's going to be the goal moving forward, the way injuries and everything affect the game now. Rich, what, do you, what, what what's your take on that? I think it's an anomaly. I, I, don't, I don't see that happening uh, very often. What would you say it was a four-year deal? Yeah. 
Yeah, so they know he ain't going to be shit this year, so it saves them money for night. Because that is that a, that's a one season cap hit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a one season cap hit, and then they got all the, they got money under the cap for the next three years to possibly put some people around them. I think that is might have been the methodology behind that, is they're like, mm-hmm. well, you know, if if we're going to pay him this much money, um, I, I I don't see that happening very often. Yeah, I mean, when it when it broke, it was rather shocking, and and I wonder if that'll affect, you know, come year two or three when the opportunity of an extension comes into play. Wonder, wonder at that point, how does that change negotiations? Is going to want another uh, four years right up front, or or you know, who knows? Houston will be in that situation. So, um, yeah. But a reminder for everybody still listening, still watching, I should say, we are doing our lions trivia for uh, tickets that'll be coming up here very soon so just wanted to give you guys an update it's coming up here within the next couple segments so moving on to our fantasy football preview we've already done all the other position players minus the kicker which i don't know if we're going to do kickers uh so this week we're going to do top defensive teams um JP, let's uh, give me your rundown of the top defenses you have coming into this fantasy football league. Yeah, so uh, in fantasy football, obviously, uh, you want to go with defenses that are forcing turnovers. Uh, so I like the Cowboys, number one last year in takeovers. Uh, they added Mozzie Smith. They have Stefan Gilmore opposite of uh, Trayvon Diggs now. Obviously, we're talking about the 49ers, who were second in takeaways last year. Fred Warner, Drake Greenlaw, probably the best linebacker duo in the NFL. Uh, obviously, you got Nick Bosa up front. Uh, Eagles, fourth in takeovers. Takeaways, they added Jalen Carter. I like their combination of Slay and Bradbury at corner. Uh, that could bode well for interceptions and points. Uh, kind of a... Under the radar defense is uh, the Patriots, who were third last year in takeaways, and have also added Christian Gonzalez from Oregon in the first round. Uh, Judon, probably one of the most underrated superstars in the NFL. Our boy Josh Uche, Michigan boy, eleven and a half sacks last year. Uh, and that's those are those would be my top. That's my top defenses that I would go after. Tim, what do you got for uh, top defenses? No, 49ers, They. You know, you get points for sacks in fantasy football. They always are hitting the quarterback and getting points. They force turnovers. Yeah. JP said they got the two top linebackers probably as a duo. Philadelphia's got a nasty front seven, man. I don't know who's going to be able to move the ball on them. They're going to make their yeah. secondary better just by pressure. You know, on that list, I didn't see the Lions. I think Gardner Johnson's bringing the juice to that defense, and I think the Lions will have a top 10 defense this year. Oh. Mm. I mean, it. <laughs> They've got a nice set of bookends between uh, Houston yeah. and uh, Hutch there on the end. So that's that could be uh, – that would be amazing to see. I'll just say that. I, I, I'm i not drinking the Kool-Aid yet. A little uh, oh. foreshadowing. Yeah, foreshadowing. But uh, um, there's potential. There's definitely a lot of improvement. Rich, who do you got for uh, top defense? Yeah, I like – I mean, the Cowboys seem like the last couple of seasons they've been doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 49ers like Bosa. Um, Bills, last couple of years. I mean, if you look at those top three teams right there in that list, the Eagles, I mean, the Eagles, you know, they lost some guys, but they still managed to still stay up there, which is more of a testament of their their drafting and their um, their scheme, right? So I think the, the way that they got those set up right there, those top four teams are pretty solid. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm with Tim. A little disappointed you don't see the Lions up there, but I, I think the Lions are going to have a good, uh, a they good defense this year. Yeah, they do, and you know, every year, I mean, that's kind of like uh, the goes with the cachet of Miggy's in the best shape of his life when he comes out of uh, when he shows up for <laughs> spring training. You know, we sit here and say, man, that defense looks sweet during training camp, but then they come out and absolutely just shit the bed. So, yeah. you know, that's. You know, that's there's another rich analogy, right? But you know, that's just kind of one of those things. That, that's just one of those things. Every year we get our hopes up, and you know, you know, I think this year is up just because there's a lot of hype behind it. But however, I think that um, I, I think where the rubber meets the road, they're actually finally starting to turn it around. So 
I do see them being better than last year. I mean, anything can be better than last year. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully they can carry some momentum. So, our good buddy Brandon Chain breaking some news here. Um, it's all right. We we already got New York Tim's, so we already got the yeah. New, yeah, New York Tim's already hit us up while we were. He there. sent the he message during the show, requesting a trade. Um, New York that's Tim's. Uh, be looking forward to digging into that. What happened? Why uh, he goes from the face of the franchise to yeah. uh, potentially not being there? Um, uh, for me, it's if Von Miller is healthy, that Buffalo Bill defense will roll. Um, yeah, he gets hurt last year, and it, it, it kind of Gregory Russo too, though he's a great defensive end. Nobody out of Mi- he went to Miami, didn't he? Came out of Miami. Yeah, Miami. Yeah. Yep. So that you know they lose they lose that that veteran leadership, and it seemed like Miller was wherever he went. You know he'd find success. Denver, yeah. the Rams, the one year. So you thought it would follow suit, moving in, and um, you know I, I I agree with you guys. I think. Um, the Lions definitely have have improved, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how how the season plays out. Um, one thing we didn't get to the last topic, I want to kind of uh, hit on real quick. JP, uh, with the last segment, we you know we were talking quarterbacks. Who's your top five right now in the NFL? Uh, I went with uh, number one, Pat Mahomes. Uh, number two is Joe Burrow. Number three, I put Jalen Hurts. Number four, Josh Allen, and uh, number five, uh, I like Justin Herbert. Uh, Josh Allen on this list, out of all these guys, might have the most ability out of all of them. But this guy, he's been a turnover machine, so that's why I put him under Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts. Josh Allen, uh, it may be a little bit too aggressive sometimes for his own good, and as, as the season goes along, he seems to kind of uh, fall back in the stat line. Rich, who's your top five? Uh, this year, I think uh, Patrick Mahomes is still gonna uh, tear it up. I I like uh, I'd like to see um, Josh Allen be a little more successful in protecting the ball and not giving the ball up. I don't know why everybody's so big on Dak Prescott, but I'm not. But I think he's gonna have a bounce back year this year. And um, I think. Honestly, I think Jared Goff is going to have a breakout here this year. I think he's going to do better than. Golden bread. I, I, I think he's going to do. I think he's going to do better than what people give him credit for. Yeah, he's not that deep ball throwing guy, but he's a hell of a game manager. He still manages to put stats up, and I. And then uh, Joe Burrow, as long as he comes back, I think Joe Burrow's. I think, out of a mall. Oh, here I we agree. go, Brent. I think I, I think Joe I think Joe Burrow is um, is uh, I think he's going to take him to the Super Bowl. So as long as it's ready to get your healthy. ass kicked, Corey Taylor. <laughs> yes, uh, Tim, let me get your top five. Uh, Justin Fields, C.J. Stroud, Noah. <laughs> uh, dude, I turn got- his cam. Dude, turn his fucking camera off. Turn cool it off. Him. Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, and I'm, I might be a year ahead here, but Trevor Lawrence at number five. And, and, and Cardell Jones. Dwayne Haskins. Haskins is yeah, like throw it. He's been dead for a year and a half. Though. Joe Burrow at number two because he went to Ohio State. <laughs> yeah, still, still claim him. He wasn't, he wasn't great at Ohio State. He was great at LSU, but he's still a Buckeye. He's Mr. Football in Ohio. Uh, I got, obviously, Mahomes until he's not the best, until you knock him off. Um, I like Herbert. I think this is the year you you see Herbert take that next leap. He should uh, that, that for that fifty-two contract, million dollars a year. That big contract should help propel him. Uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, unbelievable season last year. What he did in the Super Bowl, just amazing. And um, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's only going to get better for him. He's got a lot of good pieces around him. Uh, Joe Burrow, if healthy, hopefully that calf um, isn't a big issue because he's he's just such a good guy and good for the NFL. And I like. Um, Josh Allen, I think he's going to get to a point where he le- realizes that maybe if I shouldn't put my head down against these these uh, uh, linebackers because uh, I'd rather, uh, of course, uh, of course. So you have, Buckeyes, you have from one Buckeye uh, to another. You oh, have wait. Burrow behind Jalen Hurts. Uh, I've Burrow one one behind uh, Hurts. Yep, I got Hurts that's at a, three, Burrow at four. 
So Oh, mine were in no particular order, by the way. Oh yeah, okay. we knew that. <laughs> uh sticking with the fantasy football theme, thought it would be a little since it was just really one um position, we were gonna go uh funny fan fantasy football team names. Um, we all like to have fun with that one. Uh, I think my team name last night, last year was uh, the ever popular Saquon D's Nuts. And uh, um, here's a couple good uh, examples here. Uh, Burrito Bowl. I like that one. I think that's pretty good. Uh, yeah. Tim will like this one, Loud and Stroud. That'll probably be his team name <laughs> this year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, Kelsey Handler, that's that's a good one. Earth, so good. Uh, Miller, genuine draft picks, that's pretty good. Uh, JP, you got any good ones you want to mention? Yeah, how I met calf your mother. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, dude looks like a Brady. Uh, BJ Shark, uh, the Panty Raiders. Barf got dick pics. <laughs> Turn your head and golf. <laughs> or uh. Favre got dick pics picked off. <laughs> That's it. I, I, you just you just stole the show there. Uh, yeah. What do you got? What do you got? I got, I got the Backstreet Boys. They're both trash. Burrowhead. Whatever. Ha ha. And uh, Brandon ruined it. I had Taylor made because Taylor's making his way out of Indy real quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Rich, you got any, you got any good names? No. Dude, I can't be. I can't. I can't compete with that. I am Iron Man. <laughs> Wasn't that your name last year? No, I don't remember what my name was last year. Yeah, I. I like to change my name week to week. I like to switch it up. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah, we know. Depends on whatever is current in the news at the time. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Every every week, it's like, oh, who's this guy? What is that name? Like, oh, oh, that's just. How, hey, how about? <laughs> How about the Pittsburgh feelers? The Pittsburgh feelers. That's a good one. Hey. <laughs> that, that could be a that could be a winner. You know, this this is an R-rated fantasy football league, that's for sure. Oh yeah. We, we yeah, Brandon, we saw it. Scherzer to the Rangers. Yep, yep. We yeah. agreed to it. They they were saying he would. So if you would have been watching us earlier, you could have seen we already talked about it. <laughs> Uh, Brandon's a busy man. He's got a lot of golf to play. He lives on a golf yeah, course, so he's just uh, talking shit. He's uh, he's always um, hitting the link. So, are you guys ready? You know what time it is. It's trivia time. First ever easy speak trivia question. So everybody, get ready. Get your thinking caps on. I'm watching the comment feed right now. Okay. So, go over the rules here, Tom. The rules are we're going to this. We're going to put the question up on the screen. And the first person to answer the question in the comments wins a pair of tickets to the Lions Giants game August 11th, which is actually the preseason home opener in a couple of weeks. So pretty awesome uh, prize there. So I'm going to be putting the question up on the screen. And again, the first person to answer correctly in the comments wins and we'll uh, get some information from you um via uh, messenger on our facebook page and uh, we'll get the tickets transferred over so without further ado here is the question lions first round draft pick jameer gibbs started his college career at which school so get your google machine out <laughs> Oh, there's oh, a, no. everybody's go, everybody's googling. We right all now. know that uh, that is the proper uh, way to to get uh, any answers these days. Again, Jameer Gibbs started his college career at what school? Um, Jameer Gibbs draft pick this year, number twelve. I, I think we can all agree we're excited to see his potential, where he might land, uh, as far as choose to fill with Williams being gone, with Swift being gone. I think that puts a lot of uh, pressure on a young kid, but they have a lot of faith in him. Uh, what do you think, JP? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's uh, definitely uh, definitely an upgrade from Swift, I believe, because obviously Swift can't stay in a football field long enough to know if he's good. Uh, 
Yeah, he's going to be a burner for him this year. At least 50 catches, I think. Oof. I got high hopes for Jameer Gibbs. He's real crafty, and, and he's a um, um, what's his um, out of the Saints. He's a what, what's the running back? A Camara. He's a he's a Camara esque kind of a back. So I, I could see 50 catches. That would be good. Tim, what are your Hopefully. thoughts on Jameer? I, I love Jameer Gibbs. I uh, a few weeks ago I took him on the the NFL Offensive Player of the Year, not Rookie of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year. So I'm high on him. Yeah, you're high on something. <laughs> Rich, what do you uh, what do you think about Jameer here? A uh, lot of a uh, lot of talk that maybe the Lions were stretching on this pick, but um, if you talk to them and you see the reaction from draft night, they'd beg to differ. Yeah, I. I think we probably could have waited a little bit on him, but to move up to get him, I guess that works out. He probably would have been there in the second round. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think there were some teams um, looking to move up. All right, there you go. We got a winner. I, I believe th that's your affiliation there, uh, JP, yeah, right? Yeah. I don't know. I can't see it. I never posted oh. it yet. Um, ah. There's your winner. Georgia Tech. You got that him. That is correct. That is correct. He he spent what one year at Georgia Tech before he transferred. One or two years at Tech before he transferred to two years. Two years at Tech, transferred to yep. Alabama, and now he's here. So, congratulations, Bieslam. Um, we're gonna um, get your information, um, put it in the Easy Speak message. Uh, and then we'll get you those tickets transferred over to you. Um, thank you so much. Congratulations. And thank you, everybody that that played. Um, or at least let's give a shout out to let's give a shout out to Tim for. Yep. Uh, yep. Tim graciously uh, purchasing and uh, providing those tickets. Yep. Yeah. Tim, thank you so much for doing that. This is the first for Easy Speak doing a, um, a giveaway. And I. I hope we get to do more of these uh, as we progress. So that'll be exciting. So once again, congratulations. That's awesome. So you can get some yeah. couple tickets for the August 11th game coming your way. Well, now it's the fun part of the show. Get those betting slips ready. It's time for Ain't My Money, Not My Problem. Where we make the picks, you make the money. That's right. This is part of the show where get your apps out, get ready to go, take the bets that we give you. You put some money on it. Who knows? Maybe you'll win and give us a bone. JP, it ain't your money. Not my problem. Uh, I'm going to the UFC tonight. Uh, I like Alex Perea over Jan Bukovich. He's moving up to 205 to fight him. And then I like Dustin Poirier over Justin Gaethje at plus 219. I did make Thief. a wager on this bet. You thief. Mm. Rich just Jasper. Say, hey. Just say Thank hey out. I second that. No, I don't second that. I <laughs> got Justin Gates. Plus 128 on FanDuel. Okay. Okay. Tim, it ain't your money. It's not my problem. I made those bets last week. I didn't want to be streaming on Saturday night, but I took Poirier, Carrera, and uh, Kevin Holland. Well, you did like a nine-leg parlay, so that was different. <laughs> but, uh, he's, he's looking to pay for uh, someone's yeah. college education with this one. I'm, right. drinking the Kool I'm drinking the Kool-Aid hard this year. I got uh, the Lions at plus 900 to win the NFC. I don't want to jinx the wow. Super Bowl, so I won't say that, but plus 900 okay. NFC. Got the Kool-Aid right here. Slamming it hard. You just jinxed the NFC, so thank you. <laughs> Winless, here we go. Well, it ain't my money, and it's not my problem, and I'm going to go to those – the Cubbies from the north side of Chicago, they are on one hell of a run. As I was saying, they won seven in a row coming into tonight's game. I'm going to go tomorrow night Cubs money line versus the Cardinals, plus 120. Give me the Cubbies to uh, extend their lead from St. Louis. So, All right, okay. fellas. Great show tonight. Um, awesome giveaway. Thanks again to Tim, and congratulations to uh, Bislam for winning. Um JP, you got any closing thoughts? Yeah, then Tim, appreciate that with the tickets. Uh, no problem. 
that's a pretty cool thing. Uh, maybe next ring, uh, next ring, next week we can uh, give away a used cock ring or something. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! And then the show goes. No, it goes wild. All right, this one too many beers too fast. Uh, no, thanks everybody for participating in the giveaway. Uh, next week we won't be giving that away. What I just said, but uh, <laughs> I'm good, oh, man. I'm okay. Oh no! Oh. Uh, <laughs> TMI. Uh, Cancel the show. It's all over. Forget about it. Forget. <laughs> Rich help us out here. <laughs> <laughs> nah, so, so it, you know, in, in seriousness, uh, this past week, uh, you know, uh, Tom and I know uh, there's a Twitter file we've been following since we started the podcast three years ago. Um, you know, I, she kind of did some stuff that was un, unsavory of, uh, of somebody who, I, you know, in my opinion, that has the followings that she has. Um, where it, it, it wasn't a good look, but however, I will say that she, she owned every bit of it. You know, she, you know, she's not apologetic of it. She's like, I own it. I did it. You know, I, I fucked up. It was so bad to where it actually made barstool sports, wrote an article on it. Um, and then there's a, and there's a guy that's absolutely just attacking the hell out of her, uh, over it. And he's making these claims about this, that, and the other. And, and look, I get it. It's, it's social media, you know, uh, you know, not all good, uh, good attention is uh, the best in attention. Right. So all I got to say is regardless of who you are, what you do, how you use the, your platform, anything like that, you still, everybody here, we're still, we're still people. We're still, uh, we still have feelings where we still adults. And if you can't act like an adult, get the fuck off social media. So I'm sorry. Um, Rich. It ain't me. It ain't me, but it's just somebody that. No. You said if you can't not act like an adult. So I said, I'm sorry. No, I, I, I do. I'm not worried about you. You haven't acted like an adult <laughs> since I've known you. So it's not, nothing new, <laughs> but you know, that, that's the thing is like, you know, when you, when you get on the, on the, on the Twitter machine and you start, um, I mean, just going, going crazy and, and, it just it's great where people are really like second guessing things and um you know <laughs> you know people trying to take legal action like that so you know full disclaimer on this show these are all our opinions uh whether you like them or not if you don't like them there's an x button on the top of your browser you click off it yep. um we're not going to engage we're not going to fight with somebody over over something dumb of you know we're all sports fanatics We'll support our team. I mean, we even got a guy that's an Ohio State fan on the show, and I never thought I'd say this. I would probably have saw a Michigan State fan be on the show before an Ohio State fan, but I mean, yeah. you must have caught us on a good day. <laughs> but no, it just, it's just kind of one of those things. Just you know, be nice to each other, and um, that's it. Very good, Tim. So I uh. I want to give a shout out to Taylor North, the little league team that uh, won the World Series two years ago. They're considered the senior team now. Their commissioner reached out to me and asked me to speak to the team about how much they helped me out when I was going through my chemo shit, because that's what I was watching was Taylor North win the little league World Series. So he wants me to speak to the kids. Kind of nervous for that. Uh, Taylor North, I guess you could say JV, went out to California yesterday to start their journey. So good luck to them. And that's it. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I'm going to stay in house again. Um, you mentioned, uh, JP, Tim, uh, Tim was one of our, I guess, first real big loyal followers when we relaunched a few months ago and, um, he was dedicated and was every, every broadcast he was there commenting. And we were really thankful for that. And the opportunity did come, come up that, uh, we were looking for a fourth member. And um, I think we all agreed it was it was a perfect fit. So um, definitely glad that he's part of this. And and I've seen progression big time since since he first started. Uh, he's gotten a lot more vocal. 
he's he's starting to um, really get the hang of the podcasting and, and feeling comfortable definitely more vocal so i'm 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 definitely <laughs> thankful that you're a part of this and thankful Especially that with text you, messages right. thankful that um you know you you volunteered those tickets that was yeah. awesome like i said it was the first time that um we've ever done anything like that and it, and it shouldn't be the last so i look forward to doing some other stuff down the road so again fellas great show um you know the the harbaugh talk it's it, it is nice having another buckeye in the show that is opinionated but not overly biased so that that is always a, a good thing and and it'll be interesting to see as uh tuesday approaches with the mlb deadline so look forward to next week rich you're are you going to be out of town next week rich will be uh in the waters of the pacific ocean next week yeah. so that's taking uh, an aqua dump or uh no i'm uh i'm heading out uh oh, yeah, baby. I'm, I'm heading out next uh next friday out to la and then getting uh hopping on a on a on a boat saturday morning and head down to head down to cabo porto Vallarte. oh that's Um, fun this has been quite the world traveler as of late there's uh, 25 of us going so it should be a good time nice wow so it'll just be uh the three of us next week um and more into the football season uh, a full week of training camp will be under our belts. The Hall of Fame game is this Thursday. The uh, the Jets 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 going up against uh, my dad Terry Sloan's Browns. So we'll talk about that. But um, thanks everybody for tuning in. Thanks for Beaslam for the for answering the the trivia question. Everyone listening, go like, follow, subscribe, do all that good stuff, and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for tuning in to the Easy Speak at Speakeasy 330 podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Check us out on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We look forward to sharing another cold one with you right here next time for another fun-filled episode. Cheers. Cheers.